You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast's Hero Cast, My Hero Academia Season 5 continuing. I am Jay, being joined by Sam. We are back to continue our catch-up on Season 5. Oh, uh, yeah. So get there. In our last five-episode binge, we covered uh, Endeavor's quest for atonement. Not necessarily redemption, just atonement. Uh, and the general consensus among his... Well, and his family is like... His daughter is willing to, has basic, is willing to forgive him. Uh, Shoto and uh, Natsuo, not so much. Definitely not so much on Natsuo's part. Uh, um, I think the, the daughter's all right. Yeah, with everybody, it's just she just wants some... she just wants her family back. Yeah, uh, and Endeavor basically said, "I will uh, go ahead and buy buy a new home for you guys. That's one that's more convenient for you, and I'm gonna check your mom out of the out of the asylum and let her move back in with you. And oh, I'm not gonna be there. Yeah, I'm gonna stay at the old family home, the old family dungeon meeting yeah. grounds." <laughs> yeah, with all the paper walls where there is no privacy. Yeah, everybody just talking. So, so that means every time he beat Shoto, everyone in the house heard it. All the and siblings, you wonder why. And you wonder why Natsuo has trouble forgiving uh, his father. It's oh, like even the it's, mo- it's, it's not just the fact that Toya, the eldest brother, and the one Natsuo was closest to, is you know as far as they're aware is dead. Spoiler, he's not. It's really Dobby. I know that hasn't been confirmed yet, but we fucking know it's Dobby. I said since the first time I saw Dobby, I'm like, that's pretty convenient. I mean, it's not like there's there aren't quirks that sort of repeat or copy. Oh, yeah. It was just also the scarring, too. Yeah, the scarring. Yeah, the scarring is a definite clue that he has some sort of connection to Endeavor. Uh, and now that we know that there's a missing uh, Todoroki brother, yeah, it's fucking Dobby. Uh but then in the fifth episode of last of our last binge, we had the horrible secrets of the Nomu. Uh-huh. They're apparent they're like they can revive the dead, sort of. And they're trying to Or gl- use the bodies with the quirks intact mm-hmm. to start off a Nomu. Because it turns out Kuragiri, the warp gate member of the League of Villains, is a Nomu. Which and, made sense. I mean, we should have seen this all along. He was always just waiting for instruction. Mm-hmm. Especially given that he clearly had more connection to the higher-ups within the League of Villains than uh, Tomoro Shigaraki did. Like, he was in communication with them in, in some respects. And, and, I'm he like, was like, yeah. and I'm like, why is he even tolerating the disrespect and, the, and Shigaraki's immaturity? And then it turns out it's because he was assigned to keep him safe. And, yep. uh, but it also came out that the successor safe, mm-hmm, keep the successor safe. And that Kuragiri had been a classmate of Aizawa and present Mike named Obura Shirakuma. I don't know that they ever specified exactly what his quirk was. Um, it was in the flashbacks. It's the, it's the basis of it is what they used to make Kuragiri. So I'm guessing it had something to do with warpage, teleportation, uh, or something. But it, but at any rate, 
both of them were appropriately horrified to find out that their best friend yeah. uh, is was warped in this way. And they briefly managed to get through to him through whatever brainwashing slash programming they put into Kurigiri. And he told them about a hospital being where uh, the Nomu were being created. But then we got in the stinger of the episode, or towards the end of the episode, we saw the doctor, the scientist that has had been helping keep All for One alive, is now experimenting on Tomura Shigaraki and has apparently found a way to perfect his process to graft multiple quirks onto a person without destroying their personality. Wow, his quirk is really good. What is it? It's called Cloud. It allowed him to create different sized clouds dense enough to be touched even to hold up weight of one or several people. So that explains the black mist and everything. His clouds can float on air, so Obra was able to... Was capable of moving through the air by riding on him at great speed. So, you know... Sun Goku. Nimbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, the, and, the, and hence why he has that whole... All the mist and everything. And then That's they just thing. And then they just sort of combined it with some sort of... His uh, corpse was stolen by all for one to be transformed. Yep. Uh, so, and this has all still been in the lead up to the event that we saw, or the aftermath of the event that we saw earlier in this season... In Deka City. Uh, he doesn't have the original quirk anymore. It's just the basis. Okay. Uh, but we're, we're still before the, the event we saw in Deka City, where the city got leveled. Uh, I like the advertisement. <laughs> um, so, but this, ep- this uh, binge, we're covering five episodes. So 108, 109, 110, 111, 112. Uh, and then we'll be almost all the way caught up. There'll be like one or two episodes left to go, and then we'll be current again. I think about two. Uh, and that's that's caught us up to Japan, too. I guess they had uh, some kind of hiatus. Because mm. right now, we did the most recent episode, and I noticed that it was the literal last episode. Cause usually when you're watching the English, it, it'll jump to the next episode automatically in Japanese. Um, but... Uh, this five-episode binge, we're diving in with my villain academia, and this is apparent. This five-episode binge, and based also on the thumbnails and su- such that we that I, that I saw when we were looking at how many episodes we had last week, uh, we're going to be covering a lot of the sort of origin stories or backstory, at least, for Tomura Shigaraki and uh, uh, potentially other members of the League of Villains. We'll see. We'll see. You know and. I'm not asking you to tell me. And I know you're, you're going to get coy when I start making guesses about stuff. I always do. And you're, you getting coy usually tells me I'm pretty close to being on the mark. Not always. Not always, but I'm, I recognize a lot of uh, anime tropes and superhero tropes and similar storytelling tropes that I can basically be like, I think this is where it's going to go. Not that I'm going to be upset if I'm proven wrong, because I like being proven wrong. But, uh, yeah, so now we're finally going to potentially find out exactly why Tomura Shigaraki is so fucked in the head. Oh, you sure as shit will in about an episode or two. All right, so I think that'll about wrap up this uh, intro. So, yeah, yep. we'll be back after the binge.
Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, we originally were going to do just five episodes, but there was only one we episode. We went plus ultra? Yeah, we went plus ultra and did six instead. Uh, so now which we're... Two compl- more than our normal. Which is now completely... We are now completely caught up on My Hero uh, Season 5. So, any future episodes... Before the movie, we'll be doing... Hopefully, we'll be doing it one as they come out. As they come out. Uh, so, yeah. The first four... You know, five episodes, really, of the of the whole thing yep. were focusing on the uh, on the League of Villains. Which, originally, was why we were only going to do five. Right. And then... You know, we only have one episode left. Let's just go ahead and do it. Um, but... And they actually did sort of quote unquote rebrand the show for those few episodes as My Villain Academia. I love that. <laughs> it's just that nice little touch. I mean, they didn't change the opening intro or anything apart from the logo. That was that was it. It starts out saying My My Hero Academia, and then flash it says My Villain Academia. It was all crumbly. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got we sort of ro- rolled it back to. Uh, October in the uh, timeline, or before Deca City, before Deca City happened, and was I think it was months before Deca City got a couple months before, yeah, and Shigaraki had you know basically because he was tapped to be all for one successor. The doctor told him, if you really want to become a successor and you want me to give you more power because I can do that, you need to prove yourself first. And the way to do that is by making Jigato Makia submit to you. Because he refused... To accept you as the... uh, To to accept you as all-for-one successor. And so the League of Villains rocked up to meet with uh, Makia, who was just sort of like, No. (laughs) <laughs> it's like nah, I'm good. And they, uh, what we ended up getting, uh, well, is they uh, for two for like a month and a half, they were endlessly fighting Jigato Makia, who uh, would only like would have every so often would like fall asleep. It was for like, like three hours. It was he could go. Was it forty four hours and forty hours and forty four minutes? Mm-hmm. Something to that. Practically effect. two days without stopping, and then he would fall asleep for three hours. And every time he woke up, he would beeline for Tomura because nobody else. And he'd care because about he and he else. knew where Tomura was at all times. Wonder why that was. And so the rest of so the rest of the league would. Uh, uh, the rest of the league would trade off with, uh, with the with the others, so that some of them could get some sleep, and the others would just sort of 
defend Tomura while he got what little sleep he could. But they were all basically getting run ragged because Jigato Makia just would not stop. <laughs> and the other two of them would trade off shifts. Mm-hmm. So they could actually rest and not die. And we got a, we got a couple of little glimpses at uh, Tomura Shigaraki's uh, backstory. And we learned his, uh, we learned his real name, uh, Tenko Shimura. So we got confirmation there that he, that he was related to All Might's predecessor. Uh, Nana Shimura and we learned that he had that his he had killed his family with his quirk and but that he has no that he has very little memory of it he just feels like empty because of it and that hole in his memory too mm -hmm. and During one of the during one of their breaks in their fight with Makia, twice gets a call on his phone from Giran, the broker that they that the league has been working with. But it's just uh, Giran's phone, not Giran himself, yeah. because Redestro, the Grand Commander of the Meta Human Liberation Army, uh, quite a mouthful. Yeah, uh, the MLA. We'll just call it that. Uh, well, Redestro had. Uh, you know the the MLA had captured Garen and tortured him, and from there he had uh, they cut off the fingers of one of his hands, and we're just sort of leaving them around at all the places that the uh, League of Villains had high activity in, mm-hmm. and basically what Redestro. Redestro gave him an ultimatum. It's just sort of like, you guys have like no real vision or plan here. We are the ones that have over 100,000 followers. And you expect us to And But you guys have been getting way more news and are therefore making it more difficult for us to operate in secret. You will either back down and stay agree to stay out of our way or we'll just tell a bunch of a bunch of heroes where you are and you'll like, have to deal you with know, them. Endeavor Hawks and he mm-hmm. just started naming off a whole bunch of them that they had access to. And, and but he basically tells them to go to to if you're if you agree to not uh, oppose us so that we know that you that you're actually open to the to this idea Go to Deka City. Be there in an hour. And so they have to rely on the doctor using one of the Nomu who has this like transmission quirk, which is that weird black goop stuff that uh, was used on the n- nights that we saw All Might versus All for One. They use that to transport to the to Deka, and well, then we. Got the League of Villains versus the Meta the Meta Human Liberation Army. Well, he also had to convince um, the Doctor. Yeah, and really, what the League was planning to do was just uh, unleash Gigato Machia on so, on the uh, army. He's asleep. He's going to be asleep for roughly two and a half more hours. Let's get in there, rile some shit up. By the time he gets a, a gets to, he'll just. 
He'll just lay waste to all these guys, and it should wear him down to where. Only it doesn't quite go that go that way because they end up fighting with the the army almost the liberation army almost immediately, um, and we learned that we got a little bit of backstory on the liberation army that the in its original it originally formed back during the early days of the of quirks and and everything, and because uh, the government had stepped in and to try to regulate quirk usage and that there was opposition to that idea that it was you know the usage of quirks was like a human right to the liberation movement especially where destro was concerned but uh the government stepped in uh defeated the army arrested him he wrote a book while he was in prison that got published you know the meta liberation war and then committed suicide only it turns out that he had a child and he had no he was not aware of his child either yeah he wasn't aware that he had a child but this this child would end up we found out in these episodes was redestro makes sense uh-huh and yourself after a father when you're trying to follow in their footsteps and carry on their legacy and the and so the league of villains we meet a few of the high-ranking members of the liberation army we met uh hanabata uh, A.K.A. Trumpet, who was this? Who was a politician, and we found out. And we found out later the that Hearts he, and Minds Hearts and Minds Party. Yep, and that he has a quirk that uh, allows him to basically hype people up and make them stronger, make their quirks work better, and everything like that. The definition of a support class kind of thing. Um, and we also met this journalist called. Uh, her code name was Curious, and she had a weird quirk. Yeah, her quirk doesn't isn't really connected to what she does for the for the for the MLA because she's just sort of part of their propaganda wing. <laughs> and but her quirk is called Landmine. She can basically make anything she touches explosive, not like super devastating, but you know you can't ever tell what she may have uh, booby trapped in that that respect. And find out, oh, you, she could she could booby trap people, mm-hmm. and that the people that she booby trapped were willing participants in this because she targeted Toga because she knew who Toga was and knew about her backstory that she had like killed classmates while she was in middle school. Killed eight, as far as we knew, like a classmate, a- at least school? one classmate. Yeah, and she was drinking his blood in the hallway. Was it middle school? Yeah, they said middle school. Oh, okay. Damn. She's like the same age as Deku and them. Uh, but she just doesn't go to their school because she basically ran away from home. <laughs> um, but yeah, the backstory with her is that, you know, with, with her, she was, because of the way her quirk works, she's always had this weird fascination with blood. And that just sort of creeps the fuck out of everybody. Well, yeah, because she, she thinks of it as normal. And she, like her parents saw her with a bird saying how pure, pretty and cute he is, dead after she drank the blood out of it. Mm-hmm. With this demented smile on her face. Yeah, and it was, you know, she had tried to, like, put on, like, a quote-unquote mask, not, like, a literal one, but, like, just to sort of pretend so she could try to fit in. And then she saw Stain and was just sort of like, why am I hiding who I am? <laughs> He's like me. Mm-hmm. And... Because they're both their quirks... 
work from ingesting blood. Yep. And Curious kept trying to get uh, Toga to like open up and give her an interview as she kept. And did, did you notice in one of the flashbacks the the boy she had a crush on looked a lot like Deku? It was Deku with black hair. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot like Deku. That's a popular style you got there, Deku. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which makes it a way more obvious why she latched onto Deku so so fast. Um, and probably had a personality match too. Yeah. And in yeah, the Deku's, Deku's dad got around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder why he's not around. But um, Toga is, and she's getting her ass kicked in, oh, in, throughout all of this. You know, if it's not like the explosions going off, then it's like just the rest of the, the other metas. The other metas, because the entire city had been roused against them. They said like how much percent? Like ninety percent or ninety percent of the of the of the city were uh, willing participants in the MLA with all of this, and she finally, as she manages to break away and run for it, she reaches into her like emergency blood supply, just like a little single vial of blood, which was Ochako's. So she takes Ochako's appearance, but then as uh, she gets cornered again. Well, you also remember she said they, she keeps these for like, like emergencies. Like she wanted to use it for like own Be- personnel because she knows Deku trusts and lo- and likes Ochako, and so this was clearly, you know, her reserve. Get close to him again. exactly, but when she uh, is cornered again by Curious, then she like s- like smacks. Curious in the face or something. No, she smacked her, like, the thing that she had on her hand. The explosive thing. The explosive thing on her hand. And suddenly, Curious gets launched into the air. Zero gravity. I think she tried to use, like, her explosive um, enhancement thing that she had on her hand. So she shot backwards real high because of... Yeah, she, yeah, because Curious had, like, set off the explosive because of the contact with, uh, with the, the hand. And that, but it launched her up into the air, and she just sort of kept going, because turns out Toga's quirk lets her when she takes someone's form copy their quirk as well, because she at used least it. for a limited time. And you notice that each time she used it on people, she started the 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 mask, as it were, started melting away. Yeah, the disguise in a sense was just melting away. So I'm guessing she can stand that form. Of whoever it is, a lot longer, the less she uses her power to use their quirk. Right. It's like, if you don't use the quirk, you can stay in it, that form, as for as long as however much blood she had consumed. Probably that, too. Um, and, but it's just, if she starts using the quirk as well, it starts degrading a lot faster. And But I was just like, so this is like quirk evolution that we're seeing right in front of us. Because most of the League of Villains, uh, well, we saw two of them at least. Uh, sort of take a take an evolution, uh, take a level up. In Tom- in Tomura's case, it was more a case of he, rem- you know, once his memories came back, his quirk came back. But yeah, you see how fast she darted through all the people, yeah. touching them all. Well, she was fast even before before that. But uh, yeah, she used the quirk on a bunch of the a bunch of the uh, mooks and sent them flying into the air. And then just like Ochako, she did the release thing. And brought them all crashing down. That's and, blood spraying everywhere. And th- before she staggered into 
like a tool a sh- into a yeah, tool, a tool shed, shed to just collapse from blood loss. And twice is freaking out at this point. Uh, he's trying to first. He's trying to find her because they were kind of pairing up, mm-hmm. and he lost track of her. And Dobby, we should note, was fighting a member of the oh. of the MLA called uh, Gettin. Gettin, who is basically Iceman. Yeah, he he freaking Iceman from Mega Man. Looks no, at all. Looks like Iceman from Mega Man has powers like Iceman from the X Men. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he goes beyond Iceman's ability. Yeah. I mean, Iceman, actually, Iceman was able to produce his own ice. This guy. He can produce his own ice, too. He could lower the temperature in the air and freeze the molecules. Way. I don't know if he can actually freeze, like, the moisture in the air if it was like that. But he can definitely call out to the water in the pipes yeah. to freeze mm-hmm. and be a part of his army. He can manipulate ice similar to more like Pyro. Yeah. Um, but... So Dobby is just like, you know, unleashing his flames on his flames on him like as fast as possible. The two are pretty evenly matched. It's like it's like he the ice dragon was pretty badass. Uh, It's like Dobby could melt them pretty quickly, but Getten could just keep making more and more and more and more. Um, but when Twice realized that Toga was missing, he finally he finally tracks her down, and he's like freaking out. Because he really likes Toga. She helped him. Mm-hmm. And he... He has, a, he has strong emotional connections to anybody who helps him out. Like um, like Garen, the broker. Garen. Because Garen... And Toga, uh, especially. Mm-hmm. And she... Uh, well, he... As he's like trying to, trying to look after her, then one of the other members of the MLA... Who who runs uh, Feel Good Incorporated, which is like a telecommunications. I just thought that was company. hilarious. Yeah, the only thing I thought was the Gorilla <laughs> song. <laughs> I wonder if it's a fan of Gorillas. I wouldn't. The, the I mean, with with all the other Western references, you know, Western media references that they put into My Hero, I would be shocked if he wasn't aware of it. Um, but this particular guy who's called Skeptic, he can basically make. Uh, clones of people out of inanimate out, out of out of inanimate objects. It has to be like similar mass, but uh, yeah. And he m- makes a bunch of them, and he can control them, and he can control so, them especially remotely, through yeah. the remotely because of the wide range of technology that he has, he has. access to. Him and Redestro, because Redestro is the head of uh, another company that makes a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but the clones that he made were clones of twice because they were doing it to fuck with his head uh-huh. because they were aware thanks to the notes that they got from the broker's uh, files knew that he had like had some serious mental trauma after well from the backstory that we saw of of his and so, and so all these clones step in and a couple of them have him pinned to the ground and he sees them you know they pull his mask off which of course sets him off and he he's like freaking out he's like he's not sure what who's real who's who's fake it's like are these mine mm-hmm. like did, did these get away and no, not only no. that but because curious needed toga to be dead for the propaganda piece that she was going going to write uh the a couple of clones had like picked her up and one was starting to like twist her neck and twice is freaking out about it he manages to like fight off a couple of the clones and 
then he gets sort of caught again, and because well, he, um, what's his face, skeptic, skeptic called on him to attack, punch him. Yeah. So he punched him and got him back, and then break his arms. But the problem with that is, we we got a little bit of inf- inf- you know refresh on how twice his power works. That he can make like two copies at a time, but if he copies himself, each of those copies can copy two can copy two things. And so on and so on, which is how he was able to make multiple clones of himself back when he uh, first had multiple clones before the mental trauma. Uh, but the each clone, each double that he makes is weaker than whatever the original was. And to the, like they can't deal with, the, and if they get damaged, then they just sort of melt into goo. And he says the, mo- the damage is just like breaking, breaking a bone. And so when the, when the, copies that skeptic had made break his arms he then starts laughing because he realized because that helps him realize i'm I'm my arms are broken and i'm still here that means i'm real it's like it hurts it hurts so bad and i because he'd been avoiding damage for so long because he wasn't sure so mad at himself for avoiding damage rather it's like i could have fixed this so long ago and then suddenly he levels up well, and this is this goes back to in the flashback we saw when he was speaking with the broker, not long after he uh, uh, the mental trauma happened when he had like a bag over his head. Broker's just like you could conquer the country with with your with your quirk, uh, and it's like now he suddenly realizes just how powerful he actually was because he then unleashes infinite copies and. Uh, infinite doubles and unleashes the sad man's parade. It's basically his ultimate move. He creates a fucking army. A one man army. It's like Jamie Madrox eat your heart out. It was ridiculous. Just an overflow of them. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, and they're just like swarming all the MLA guys left and right. Sure. Helping out everybody. Helping out everybody in, in the league. And we should also note while we're talking like power ups, because with because uh, we touched on it, I mentioned it briefly with Tomura, because he's he's exhausted because he hasn't had any sleep for like a month and a half or barely any sleep, and he's just trying to get away from you know all all the MLA uh, goons because he's just trying to stall for time until Machia shows up, uh, and. He at one point, as he's running away, this like gr- huge group of uh, a group of them are all, all like trying to climb over each other to try to get to him. He he like smacks one of them in the face. I like how he did it too. He's like, I, I can't do this. Everything's all warped and warbly. Yeah, because he, like, he's like hallucinating from the lack of sleep. He jumps up on the wall and just straight up palm strikes one of them, and it it like dusts the entire. That was mob. like a dozen people, easy. And Spinner was right there seeing this, and he was just like, what? He only touched one of them. And it, that was like a, the first sign that his quirk is evolving. Although, as we found, as I said, we find out later, it's more, it's more evolving. just, it's not so much evolving as so much as that as his memories are coming back, his quirk is waking up. I think it's more that he suppressed it because of all the hands. There's that, too. Uh, because we did get a little bit of uh, backstory on that, but that comes up a, a little bit later. But with the uh, 
with all this going on, twice, you know, gets into the like control tower in Dekas. Oh no, we passed a big portion. He's realizing that uh, Toga's dying because of lost blood, and so he copies her. But he hadn't had a copy of her before. Had he hadn't mentioned. he hadn't measured her to get the data that he needed. He, he had he had made copies of her previously. He just needed to update his because like puberty, such a bitch. Yeah, that's like, that's right. That's like, right. What has it done to you? Oh, what so they he, had to, take, he had to take he had to take uh, proper measurements of her so that he could make copies of her. And because the copies are also damaged because she's all fucked up, uh, he was but mad he's at himself for not taking measurements beforehand. Right. But because of this, uh, he he was intending to use the doubles that he made of her to bl- blood transfusion to try to save her life. He um, ended up doing that. Like, yeah, his doubles were bringing him, and the doubles were all. While they were still like, you know, arguing and stuff, they all were of one mind. It's just sort of like I will sacrifice myself for the to save my friends, kind of thing. That's good that he can make clones that do that. But otherwise, he ends up in the situation he did before. Exactly. Uh, which almost kind of happened, which was pretty funny. But he manages to get into the into the tower where Redestro is sort of overseeing all this in Deca City, and he then makes copies of the rest of the League of Villains. He made copies of himself, and those copies made copies of the League of Villains. That's right, and and even these copies pretty much had the same personality as their. <laughs> as their real selves, which is a nice, t- which is another good sign that his quirk is way more powerful than we really thought. Um, but when one of the twice clones rushes Redestro, Redestro just like swats him with a, a finger and like completely destroys him. Because and we then find out that uh, Redestro's quirk, stress, basically lets him store up stress. And he turn and then he lets uses that to basically turn into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know he ends and he up, can formulate it into like one side of his body or the other or all. Yeah, by releasing them up, uh, he can, he can control where he releases it to. It's not like an all or nothing sort of thing. He can. Yeah, so he doesn't fully Hulk out. He like first he just flicks the guy with the finger. Didn't even Hulk up the finger, but he had kind of like that black. Um, yeah, he has this like it's almost like a uh, it look it's almost like a birthmark, birthmark on his head, yeah, but yeah. Then, and then it like sort of spreads over his face and the rest of his body as he starts tapping into the stress. Which I'm guessing his father had the same similar ability because he had that around his. Well, eyes. except in the case of uh, Destro, it looked more like an actual mask. Not, uh, I think it's just that's how his quirk sort of manifests. You know, in Re Destro's case, or maybe but, he just formulates it around his eyes to show that I'm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and the Tomura Shigaraki double manages to avoid getting oh, yeah, he's, swatted. They're all lot. trying to fight him. He's like, uh, yeah, no. It grows his left arm huge and just swats the whole floor. Like one shots, like everything. Blows off the top of the building practically. Yeah, you know, he like takes out the, the, enti- the entire glass window, uh, glass wall that they were looking out of. But the Tomer Shigaraki double had managed to like catch the ledge and pull himself back up, and Reed Destro, you know, he avoids him for a while. But Reed Destro basically oh, grabs him. This is when uh, twi- uh, twice his clone almost died. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at the very beginning, he's like, "Well, I don't want to uh, 
die. I'm, I'm the real one. They had the argument beforehand before getting annihilated. But once the swipe happens, the other um, twice was half alive, like half a body, and just made half another slime, yeah, and makes another one, and to catch uh, Garen. To, to get Garen, and then the Tomura double, who had by this point been grabbed by Redestro, he said, uh, "Make a cushion." It's like uh, because if I if I know the real me, he made it to the tower by now. No, he said he saw himself. That's he right. Locked eyes, and he says. If I were me, I would, uh... If, you know, if I know the real me, he's gonna bring the tower down. And that's what he does. I'd be in distance, touching distance. Mm -hmm. And Tomura Shigaraki just walks up to the base of the tower, puts his hand on it, the entire tower comes down. Like, almost immediately. Which is another sign of just how powerful his quirk is. And then we got into the, uh, flashback about Tenko Shimura. And... Yeah, um, he had a, well, his, like, he had a big, big sister named Hana, who always sort of, like, tried to, like, to play with him and, uh, get him involved in, in stuff, but their father, who was a successful businessman, didn't really like them playing heroes. Well, there's a reason for that. Yes, because as the, as the, as Tenko and Hana found out, uh, their grandmother had been a had been a pro hero, and as we find find out over the two episode flashback, uh, she had left her family behind uh, because she had to go fight a bad man. And it's while it wasn't stated outright, it's pretty heavily implied that she went to go fight all for one. And of course, she never came back. Which led to her led to her son, Tenko's father, basically resenting that that whole thing, and yeah, he didn't like he didn't like his kids playing heroes and would like lock would like ground them you know confine them to their room. But he confined them outside. Oh, that's right, because he was always having these itching fits because of like the pollen and shit. I I don't think it was necessarily pollen. I think it was just stress allergies. It was it was probably stress allergies, but they equated it to oh well, he's outside. His, the pollen's really bad. He's because because his family more. didn't know what his al- didn't know what was triggering his allergies. You know, but so he was like itching all the time and scratching at himself all the time. Um. And then uh, one day when after his father found out that he had gone into their office and. F- gone into the drawer where they found the pictures of their grandmother he gets mad real mad and slaps him and well that was the the other thing was his sister blamed him for the exact thing she brought him yeah because it was Hanab who brought him into uh the office to show him this and then when uh they were confronted about it she blamed Tenko that's right I had forgotten about that and so he gets blamed gets slapped for it and then, as he's outside, just like uh, sobbing and like scratching at himself, their the family dog, a little corgi. I felt real bad because it looked like because it, it reminded me of Ein. Oh yeah, I think that was on purpose. Oh yeah, and you know the dog is just sort of cuddled up to him, like trying to comfort him, and then his quirk manifests, and you just see the dog like make a little. You know, like wine, and then you just see the life go out of its eyes. God, they did that too well, and I hated that. Oh yeah, 
And, you know, he starts freaking out as, you know, about this. There's like bits and pieces of the dog there. And blood as well, because his quirk hadn't yet gotten to the point where he could just like crumple them into dust. It was like chunks of them were left. And then his sister, you know, comes out, sees what has happened, starts screaming. Well, first she came out and apologized. To apologize for uh, uh, putting all the blame on him. And then she sees what happened to the dog, and she's just running. And her the the voice actress in English that scream mm. was blood curdling. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. She did really good. On and that. he then rushes to try try like, no, come back! Don't don't like we could talk about this. But he said he could he couldn't get any words out because he was just freaking out so hard. And it's in the and it's in that moment with like him like freaking out and everything. Uh, no, especially when he was like, huddled against the wall before the dog came up to him. There was this is where the parallels with Deku become come into real sharp relief because you know I think I commented earlier in the series that the ser- that it's as much about Deku becoming you know becoming a hero as it is about Tomura Shigaraki also leveling up to become his uh, to become his arch nemesis. And you could see that there with like the messy hair, the big wide eyes, and like the, the flowing t- waterfall, the flowing tears. Wall, waterfall tears. Yeah, it was real, real obvious that we were meant to equate that the same with like Deku. And but he like grabs his sister and like he gets a hold of her like her dress and it just flows throughout her and just yep disintegrates her. And then the rest of the family comes out to see what's. What's the because of the screens in the study, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like collapsed to the ground and puts his hand on the ground, and it just the ground like starts coming apart. And Through then the ground, the, he gets his grandparents, he gets his mom, he gets his grandparents, his mom's uh, mom and dad, and mm-hmm. mom starts to come towards him still as she's as she's being affected by the quirk. She's. It looked like she was like the one that's fighting through it the most, or he was trying to restrain himself from doing it to her. Yeah, because she all she wanted to do was just embrace her baby mm-hmm. in his time of need, and as she made almost contact with him, just fell apart. And then uh, the father comes out, and he was in his study reading the note his mom had left for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the goodbye letter that she basically left behind, and as then a... mentioned that he would have been better off if she didn't ever leave Mm -hmm. uh and then he comes out oh that was the other thing we missed before they came to address um him in the yard uh they all went to the father and said we're not going to take your rules anymore this is bullshit we shouldn't be worried about getting disciplined for talking about heroes or wanting to play heroes it's like yeah like the of course all the stuff that happened that would have changed the that, course of exactly. all of his actions. Because Tomura basically was, uh, because he, you know, they were trying to be kind by with uh, the way they were treating him, and it's just sort of like that's not what I needed, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's if like if they had made that, uh, made that decision a little bit sooner, or, or stepped even in had a little him bit with sooner. them when they did it. Yeah, then all of this might might have been avoided. I mean, he'd probably still have resentment for his father, but mm. I don't think it would turn out exactly the same. Yeah. 
but the father comes out show that they care because in his mind it showed he always saw them just like turning a blind eye when he was being punished or not standing up for him when he needed it yeah and and it was them just not wanting to make waves Mm -hmm. more more it's more difficult for a child to understand if a child just wants x y and z but when it's for an adult you don't there's a lot more Mm -hmm. articulation and more uh dexterity if you will about sensitive situations or not wanting to because the grandparents they could step up and talk at any point the problem is they're living in his house right they're not even blood related to him exactly it's not like he brought his family and so in. they were like we can't really speak up because if he if you know he had any time he could, he say, could throw you know, us out out the wife doesn't want the same deal of course she doesn't want to cause tension in their marriage exactly so they're Sister even threw his ass under the bus because she didn't want to take the blame for what she had done. So it was all, that's his perspective of it, but the problem was... And perspective is reality in a, in a lot of cases. It's like, it doesn't really matter what your intentions are. If the person perceiving your actions doesn't know what those motivations are, then they how they perceive events is how it actually happened. Yeah. And the father like, grabbed... It was like an like an edge trimmer or something. I don't remember some it. some yard thing and swings it at him. Get, which is what gives Tomura the no. He did that to himself when he when his mother died. He did this and scratched across his eye. Okay, well maybe that's where the mark on his mouth came from because he has, that, that was it. But, he smacked it across it and then uh, yeah, but you know Tanko just sort of tanked it, looked up at him, and just leapt at him, and grabbed he... him by the face, and just screamed, Die! And, cause, uh. and, it's, and in his narration, he admitted, like, at that moment, he understood fully what was going on. Because prior to that, you know, as he his said quirk... He may not have He may not have... It. He was, like, blinding himself to what was actually happening, because he was convincing himself that it was a villain doing it. Oh, <laughs> yes, that yes, there was... <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then as he took him down, it like crumbled the entire house as well. And then he just sort kind of, of wandered aimlessly with bloody hands, an insane look in his eye, his curled back, chapped as hell lips, like trying itching to... and everything because of the stress from all of it. And just wanting someone to see if he was all right, just to check on if anybody to... had basically you know, done something instead of taking one look and being like, nope, somebody else, I'm sure a police it's officer like, oh, or a hero will be along shortly. Like, oh, is everything all right? Oh, oh, oh God. Um, mm, crack baby. Um, we're going to go ahead to hero or a police man's going to help you. Yeah. Nobody came. Well, someone. Yes. Arrived. And then that some, and that someone was all for one who took him in. Uh, and he and the doctor, retrieved his family's hands I don't think they actually retrieved I think those were just metaphorical hands. I'm sure th- I'm sure they were but they they told uh Tenko these are your family's hands and your sisters your grandparents your dad your mom and but there was no little pause for the puppy because the puppy wasn't holding them back yeah and you know they basically used the hands by putting the hands on himself it sort of helps restrain his uh his his quirk 
but also liberates him at the same time. It's so strange. Yeah. Because he was he was too scared to use his power to defend himself, but when he has the hands on him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, bitches." Yeah, as we as we saw, because uh, all for one basically asked him what he wanted to do, and Tanko just thought of these two like thugs that had accosted him in an in an alley, uh, and we saw in that that brief flashback he was about ready to use his quirk and then stopped himself, but then he gets sent back out after he has the hands you know clamped to him himself and this time he doesn't hold back (laughs) and still at that point there was blood and everything yeah and all for one admitted to the doctor that he was going to cultivate his new identity uh gave him the gave him the name tomura shigaraki and tomura's derived from a word in japanese that means to mourn or to grieve and shigaraki is his family name and basically said that said to the doctor i'm going to turn him into the symbol of fear there again the oh yeah and the other thing he said to me he's like do not worry because i am here yes there's all sorts of parallels between him and deku and all for one and all might because you know all might had been the symbol of peace and while endeavor has become the number one hero he's not the symbol of peace that's it's a symbol of do the right damn thing or else you're going to get scorched. Yep. But Deku is... The intent is for him to become the symbol of peace once he manages to get his quirks under control. Man, get your shit in, in, in gear. <laughs> but you me- literally have someone that cannot... You cannot let him touch you. Touch anything you're on. You need to work on air maneuverability. Wait... Is he going to learn float? Yes, he has, exactly. But he also has that, Black Whip that is an extension of him, but we've seen in the next episode, uh, the extension of people, he can still get around it. Yeah. Um, but with uh, to- with Tomura, you know, w- we come out of the flashback into the present where Redestro has basically gone full hulked out. And he hits... He grabs like Tomura by the hands with his or like the fingers. tips of his fingers because his hands are so freaking big, and is is like breaks a couple of his fingers, and then Tomura just curls up the remaining two that hadn't been broken, and like gra- activates decay, activates his quirk. He no longer needs all five fingers to do it. I'm thinking he can control what he decays. I'm thinking I'm thinking that also. But like when he's a child, you know, just like a, a infant snake. Yeah. Don't know how much venom to use. Exactly. Yeah, it's overboard. Uh, um, and by this point, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes him drop him, and Tomura starts running, all, you know, like flash stepping practically all over the freaking place, and manages to tank a couple of like hits, and Redestro sort of realizes. He's had training. <laughs> this, I underestimated him, but he's he, like, "All right, cool, let's go ninety percent." Yeah, and he literally like charges up some of the stress into like a ball, kind and, of an like, energy shot, and like, and swings it at Tomura as he's coming in. Tomura manages as he's he getting goes hit by face first into it. He runs at it. Yep, and then like tut, man, like manages to tap his index, the, his like. Well, one of the one of his fingers, and 
still gets back up after he gets like thrown across the battlefield. By now, it. I'm wondering... And if... by this point, Gigantomachia has arrived and is just charging through the city. <laughs> Which was woken up by the doctor. Yeah, the doctor basically... Woke him early. Woke him early. Said uh, the future... The, all, all for one's successor. is in danger. And he's like, well, shit. Let's, and, see, let's see how this goes. Yep. He, that's where he wanted to do. He just wanted to see how what happens. Mm-hmm. And... And by this point, because Tomura just keeps getting back up and his, you know, all of the hands that he had been wearing have, were like gone. His clothing was in tatters. His, like one of his hands was like, was like part broken. One of his feet was, uh, was injured. And he still like won't stop. And he pulls the last hand out of his, uh, he's like, I know I don't need this anymore. (laughs) And Redestro sort of realizes this guy is liberating himself from like everything that was holding him back. And just seeing Tomura's will to not stop. And I mean, this was, uh, we're skipping a little bit. Yeah. He calls upon the, uh, his enhancement gear. Yeah. Which is basically just like a giant Hulkbuster suit. But it's but the suit also like jabs him with like spikes to increase the stress because okay. he goes up to like stress one hundred and fifty percent. That's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Tomura just tanks a hit from it and destroys one of its arms and like with like a single he, touch. Oh yeah, he tries. He goes to throw a right uh, punch and he just goes nope, and it like decays almost instantly. So the the hit doesn't even touch him and he's like all right i can play that too just slams down his hand on the ground his good hand and it just annihilates the ground and his feet are caught up in it and he jumps into the air noticing that the mech's feet were falling off Mm -hmm. and he's laughing as as this is happening which is the shot we saw from when we first heard about deka city's destruction you know it's just like it and although the news reports had said it was like a 20, 20 man riot, no, it was yeah, one man. Uh, and at that point, after like the, the the dust settles and everything, Tomura's still standing. De- oh, he also like de- like de-stressed, got on like a flying one of the pieces of um, thing to get out of the way of the rest of the explosion. When he finally fell down, he ended up having to cut off his feet. Well, no, he cut off his legs because the mech was disintegrating from the touch, and he cut his own legs off because he was touching the inside of the, the mech, and so he cut his legs off to prevent it from just destroying him completely. I'm wondering how his right hand and his fingertips, after being touched, how that goes, or if that kind, if his uh, kind of his stress scarring. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was more because. At that point, when he swatted the arm away, Tomura was just sort of like, no, and just deflecting the attack. When he went on the offense and unleashed the full thing, yeah. because it caught, it started at the feet and went up, at that point he had to like cut his, cut his legs off. <clears throat> and the rest of the Liberation Army all like surrounds the crater and with um, trumpets trumpet. getting, getting ready to, you know... 
it, like, oh, no, hypes, like he, hypes them up. He gets his hype mask on and starts telling them, like, let's get him kind of deal. Yeah, you know, protect the Grand Commander. And Tomura just turns and looks at him. And they all got demoralized immediately. <laughs> just sort of like, you want to you want to take me on? You saw like, what I just did. Let's go. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> and he's like, holy crap, they, they, they stopped. And Redestro realized... This man is sort of embodies the whole like, be free to do what. Do and it was what we so want. strange. Like it, it's almost like it was a different voice actor. Yeah, because Tomura. He was yeah, because Tomura had had like the rasp going on in his voice and everything. And then at this moment, when he has full all of his memories back and the full, full extent, liberation, and, like the full liberation of his power, the rasp goes away, and he sounds way more just sort of like, "Go ahead, try me." <laughs> It's like the confidence level and everything. Like when he was a kid, he didn't have the rasp either. Mm. It's like the trauma and everything. And then it's like here, it's like he's moved past the trauma. and he's Maybe it's because he didn't have as much stress and that's why he kind of like had a sore, itchy throat. Because he's always scratching on his head and his neck and yeah. his eyes. And now, now that he no longer has that fear that... Well, he got back the rasp later. Yeah. Well, I think at that point he was probably doing it deliberately. The same reason why he got like copies of the hands again, because it's yeah, part because it's face. part of his image. Um, but Redestro calls off the the Liberation Army, and so he is he and he literally like kowtows to him, like presses his head to the ground, and declares uh, Tomura Shigaraki to be the new leader of the Metahuman Liberation Army. And a week later. The press is uh, is thanks in part to Feel Good Incorporated and and the rest of the Liberation Army doing their thing behind the scenes has blamed the attack on Deka City on twenty men, uh, twenty villains, and the, right and said that and that lost the, their lives because they were trying to protect themselves. And the, yeah, and the re, and resident and the the residents that had died had been trying to protect themselves because the heroes didn't make it there in time. Uh, but then they, they were they were called out to a uh, a fake incident. Yes, and when they got and the, the narrative that got pushed from that point forward, while there were some people that were arguing that the residents that that died, you know, shouldn't have done so because they uh, weren't, you know, because quirk you they quirk usage or what whatever. Uh, but that the, the to help push their narrative of free will to use quirks as needed. Mm-hmm. Or as they see fit, I should say. Exactly, and also out of all this, uh, with the the army, the Liberation Army uh, bowing to Tomura Shigaraki, when this happens, Makia's there and sees this and starts and starts smiling because he's just like he is the successor to All for One, which is basically all the proof uh, that uh, the Doctor and would need. Well, the Doctor did that on purpose, knowing that this would be the only moment. But uh, like a That's week, why I woke him up. A week later, the, all the Liberation Army is gathering at their headquarters, uh, where Redestro, in like a new like mechanized wheelchair kind of thing, uh, publicly declares them declares uh, Shigaraki to be the new leader of the combined League of Villains and uh, Liberation Army, and. But with that, they are going to they are going to cast off their old the old name. You know, like they called him Supreme Commander, like 
Cobra Commander yeah. and Destro. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the G.I. Joe parallels you pointed out while we were watching it. Uh, and Tomo Shigaraki declares they are now the Paranormal Liberation Front. <laughs> because it's just sort of like he's, they're getting rid of the whole heroes and the villains thing. The paranormal thing just made well, me laugh. Well, I like that because... It probably it will make Toga happy because Toga doesn't see any of what she does as wrong. She sees it as normal. Um, ah, paranormal, not as in exactly paranormal, like uh, ghosts. And after and Shigaraki at this point, although he is still uh, injured from from the fight, he's got his got his leg in one of those like walking boots. His, he's got his, bandages all over the place. His chair was. It was a big fluffy chair. He, he was he was in the big pad. He was in the nice big padded like throne, and he had like a he was fur, up he had like a fur collar coat like a freaking mob boss. <laughs> he had that great great uh, suit that all the best money could buy. Uh-huh. And it was more like a cape rather yeah. than a coat, I think. But was it, it was didn't matter. He looked like a freaking badass. <laughs> uh, and he basically said. Now we'll do what we want, which is... Like, well, what's your first thing? Do what we want. Oh, yeah, these are all my generals. Which, yeah, everybody on the stage... Uh, my th- nine generals, everybody you guys will get... We'll, we'll, we'll assign teams as we need, as we need you. Uh, and then he goes to the doctor. And it's just sort of like, so, hey, have I proven myself? I yes, want an upgrade. I want more... I, yeah, I, w- I want an upgrade. And he goes, um... Yeah, uh, okay. Why do you want it? Because I Cause do. Because more power is available. I want it. I, I just wanted to know. And he's like getting him prepped for all this and just like, you're gonna... And how long is this gonna take? Doc? The next four months are gonna be absolute agony. Uh, and... Like but while, during all this, he's, you Christmas. know, the doctor is talking about uh, how quirks have evolved and everything. And that the quirks are now becoming too powerful for their hardware, by which I think he means like the, the human body, as we've seen with like all with uh, one for all. Well, he also made and, modifications to the guy in the second movie. Yeah, so um, he was able to withhold like hold that many quirks. Nine, because... nine quirks. Yeah. Um, and doc, the doc also mentions to Tomura uh, uh, one for all. And you can see Tomura when he hears this, like, gets, it's like... Oh, some, yeah, he says, you'll be able to, com- like, um, reign over everyone, including one for all. He's like, wait, what? It was a part of, it was a part of your master's schemes that went awry. <laughs> um, and then from that point on in the episode, it's just more like, sort of catching up with 1A, we cut back to the present day. You know, with Hawks is still, like, infiltrated in the, uh... In the PLF, and he's you know gotten to the point where like twice as happy to see him, and the rest of the the rest <laughs> of the league the rest of the league are just like sitting around eating sushi. Toga's like all bandaged up; she's got an eye patch. <laughs> oh no, that was the the them eating sushi and stuff. That was before they came downstairs. Oh, that's right for the, for the big speech. Um, but oh, twice was morning Toga's double. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because you know he's. And twice we should also note is now back to his sort of like arguing with himself, but worse. Yeah, even worse. Like it's now four of them instead, or more. instead of like instead of like just two voices in his head. There's like multiple. <coughs> oh, <Whoa. coughs> oh, wow! There, yeah. 
Um, but then we cut back to Class 1A as we got to see them take on a bunch of like combat robots uh, just to like show off what they learned during their work study. And they're all like teaming, doing like team up moves. And yeah, they're, they've learned how to use their quirks in different, in new ways and, and everything. Like Mina can control the viscosity of her acid. Uh, the, the way she can make it as like a, a full body thing. And she goes up to uh, Kirishima and is like, I've learned it from you. From watching your unbreakable thing. And he's just like, Really? That's cool. <laughs> and it's I just like they are the cutest goddamn couple. Yeah, the sh- well they and they're not even a couple really. They need to be. They need to be immediately. Yeah, I agree. I um, mean, their their quirks complement each other. Like he can withstand her acid. Yeah. <laughs> and we also saw um Sparkle Boy. I can't whose name I can't remember at, at the moment. Can't um, stop twinkling. The yeah, can't, twinkling can't, can't stop be stopped. Yeah, the twinkling never stops. <laughs> no, it's like can't stop twinkling. The sparkling never stops. I think is how the whole thing goes. But uh, we saw him. He's able to basically make like a lightsaber come out of his out of his navel. He actually like calls it a navel saber. <laughs> it hardens the light, mm-hmm. and he teams up with the invisible girl, and that can bend the because she bends light, and so yeah, she can she literally can make the beam like curve around and hit. And hit an enemy, so it's just like, hey, that's really that's that's awesome. Like Anna Voice is able to uh, like refine his his communication skills with the animals and everything. Rather than just telling a whole group, he can section it off to different groups yeah. of animals. And, um, and and Ochako shows off her like new support gear and her and her thing that she teams up with uh, Asui. And then she goes over to Deku and is basically... Well, Deku goes to her. Yeah, Deku goes to her and is like commenting on it and she... Like, oh, that's really neat. I, I, I like that. And she says, you know, she she got the idea after seeing him use Black Whip. And, you know, it's just like, they are so... Free. And I'm just like, she is the best girl. <laughs> yes. Um, and while this is all going on, because All Might is there watching this all go down... Aizawa and present Mike are like in the teacher's lounge after just returning from Tartarus where they learned about the, the Nomu and present Mike is pissed. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like planking on, on like the, on like, on like the table, like the coffee table. Like how he's mentioning, he's like, I was like, what do you think? I was like, I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking of throwing them a surprise. No, no, he said, I'm thinking of Soba, Uh, Udon. That's right. He said, Mm. I'm thinking of Udon. It goes down easy. I'm sad. And then he's just like, I want to throw them a surprise karaoke party and then boil their guts <laughs> while I blow out their eardrums. And I'm just like, holy shit. The like, always sort of like cheerful uh, present Mike is ready to just destroy. <laughs> um, His power can be super destructive, too. Mm-hmm. And Ares' horn is starting to grow. Um, it's itching. And it's itching a bit, because uh, stress. Nami thought, when we watched that episode, yeah, the that peanut it had calorie, yeah. something to do with Shigaraki's itching. Some kind of parallel between the that kind of itching. And I was like, no, I think it's irritation from either growing... I think it's... It might be both. Or growing in power. It might be both. Um... But maybe she's even manifesting a second quirk or a more powerful quirk. I think it's just that her quirk, because the way her quirk works, she like sort of stores up all of this power, and the horn grows and starts sparking as it does. That's why I, they called Aizawa in to uh, like negate it 
enough so it would stop so it stopped hurting and itching. Um, but they bit they did say that uh, later in the episode, Aizawa uh, commented that he was going to start training. Or no, it was like him and All Might were going to help start training her, so that she could try to get her uh, quirk back under control. Um, the all, control in general. And All Might uh, met with Deku and Bakugo because they're the secret keepers when it comes to uh, One for All. And All Might gives Deku like a notebook, like the notebooks that uh, Deku like keeps with all of his notes. He said, I got some notes on the on the, the predecessors, predecessors of uh, the Torchbearers. So of, he uh, must have did some work while they were doing some work. Mm-hmm. And basically explaining what he kno- what he knows about them and their and their quirks, so that Deku can try to connect to them. But he admitted that like the second and third torchbearers there's very little information about out there about them um Bakugo picks up the notebook and starts flipping through it and it's just like the fifth you the fifth wielder was a guy called lariat which make which tracks with the black whip thing he specialized in capture and uh traversal sort of uh which I'm, I'm hoping we see a lot more of deku using it to increase his speed mm. Yeah, just sort of like, like Spider-Man. Either Spider-Man or just like <laughs> clawing his way through building scapes where he just hits into the building and just starts waving himself through. Possibly. Um, and That'd be like the only way you keep up with uh, Bakugo. Mm-hmm. And All Might basically said the next one uh, is Float from uh, Nana Shimura. And as soon as that that he mentions that Bach goes just like I win <laughs> oh, first things one of the first things I learned with my quirk was how to fly with it I've been doing this for, all my life and you're gonna be you're gonna be you know starting at starting at zero you're gonna be sucking wind while I'm blasting past you and Deku's just like no I can no no I'm I, no, I, uh, I, I learned. Black I, I, I learned. Quick, I mastered so Blackwood I, pretty I could quick. Do that. He's like, "No, you're not. You're gonna lose control. Die. You're gonna, you're gonna crash and crash, crash into the ground and die." He's like, "No, I, I think I could get it. Die." die. die. <laughs> like, oh god, such an abusive relationship. Um, that's why I can't stand that people shipping them. Oh, he's no. so ridiculously abusive. Yeah. Um, and then you know we had like. Class 1A had, like, a hot pot party back in their dorm. Hot pots! As, you know, and when Bakugo shows up shows up for it, he's just like, Who cut these chives? Because he, like, pulls them out of a bowl and they're all still, like, daisy-chained together. And and uh, Shoto's like, Oh, that was me. He's like, You suck at it! You shame your sister! <laughs> I'm like, huh? So he's then, like, having to recut them all. Oh, yeah, because like, it was... <laughs> Because he didn't cut it all. Yeah, so they were all like daisy chains. And I've seen that happen before when we try to cut that shit. Mm. If you have to cut that so thoroughly through, or mm. else it'll just chain mm. itself up. Yep, I've had that happen. Not so much with chives, but with like green onions and stuff. Yeah, that that's what it was. Um, but and Aizawa sort of, you know, while this is going on, Aizawa meets with uh, All Might outside, and All Might's just like <laughs> shame your sister. and all might's just like uh kind of like in a weird sort of mental space because he's just sort of like i'm like he's surprised he's still alive kind of thing i have i have nothing now i have nothing nothing left like damn man stop bringing it down it was a hot pot party and you beat all depressed like i'm just gonna die and i was just like 
you inspire them by just being around. Yeah, and because because All Might basically said, "I feel powerless," which while that is literally true, um, he basically also was like saying he can't go out there and show them. He can't go out there and show them, and he can't prepare them fast enough for the fights that are coming. Uh, and Aizawa's just like, you've been basically operating alone for so long, you know, by yourself, not with a team. It's just like, you... It's like, you're there. You there, just cheering for them, being there. You, the symbol of peace, being around them gives them hope, gives them encouragement, gives them You might not drive. be able to fight anymore, but just being there is enough. And one of the other things that he had mentioned... Uh, as he first came out to meet with All Might was that the detective had said that uh, they're postponing his meeting with Stain. I was like, oh. Yeah, because while we've, you know, after the fight with Stain, there have only been like a handful of mentions of, of him. And it's just like, we know he's not dead. You know, is Stain going to factor into this? This is what they're telling us. They're telling us he's not dead. Hey, you got your meeting with Stain has been canceled. Audience, he ain't dead. <laughs> and you don't drop a thing like a mention like that with you know your meeting with Stain has been postponed or delayed without that being significant. His uh, meeting with Stain was Stain going. You're the only one that can kill me. Can you please kill me? I don't have no more powers. Fuck. But, you know, uh, yeah, and, like, the last bit of it was we got to see the hospital. Jakku Hospital. (laughs) Jakku. Jakku. You know, another Star Wars reference, um, which is where the doctor uh, works. And down in the basement is Tomura Shigaraki basically being tortured (laughs) as he's being implanted with uh, power. And, yeah, it's just they're really building up that the coming conflict with the PLF is going to be a really, really difficult one for the, for the hero society because the, the paranormal liberation front has access to like satellites and, uh, television and technology through cell phones, through like through feel good incorporated and redestro's company. And yeah, it's just like, they have a lot of, power at their disposal and this is not just power in the terms of quirks this is just like uh well, i mean business, it's, you know. it's, it's uh, everything it's power in quirks it's power in mass it's power in financial it's power, power in technology in power in politics Poli- ha- Hanab- ha- you know hanabata is a is a pol- is a is a well-known politician <laughs> and while they did have journalism too but she's kind of gone yeah they yeah she wasn't on the stage anymore i don't think she survived she splatted she straight splatted she was the highest one up in the air when she that's put true her hands together. well then that's only because uh when she got zero g she then immediately like without realizing what had just happened set off an explosion which sent her you know straight up into the air um and yeah and the the episode wrapped up with the students are on like spring spring break is coming up you know all the cherry blossoms are starting to bloom and everything but they're all basically getting an expedition mission through their work study uh and that is what you prompted you to and me as i saw it to sort of think is this the lead into world the heroes the, the third movie maybe maybe not not sure yet 
I'm thinking maybe there's a couple more episodes where they take on the Liberation Army. Possibly. Um, or realize that the Liberation Army is not just Japan. It's possible. Um, but regardless, uh, it's they're still building and building towards something. And I think we're in the latter half of the season now. So it may be wrapping up soon. Uh, regardless, you know... As it stands right now, we are completely caught up on everything. If there are further episodes to come out before the movie, we'll cover those as they come out. Uh, we back doing, on we doing a binge right after we see the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, come on! I mean, we've been doing that for other for other well, for the other people that are here. We might want to kick them out of the room because we're going to be it's going to be a spoiler central. Yes, that's true. Uh, Zeke and Cat, uh, who live down here in the binge bunker. Uh, they have not yet caught up on season five, so yeah. Well, we, they won't be able to see the movie at the same time we will. That's also that's also true. So we may have to, yeah, tell them sorry. Gotta Peanut get Gallery out of here while, we, while we're talking stuff because she's caught up. Peanut Gallery. Yeah, um, but yeah. So next, How you next like it? is it is it getting you in, engaged in the episodes? Yeah, engrossed in the characters, like they. How many shows actually give you more than maybe a couple sentences, maybe a flashback on a villain? Not that many. You know, it's just more like yeah, they'll they'll touch on the villain, briefly. and they went the whole Marvel cinematic villain with with um with some kind of purpose, gener- generational purpose, purpose for not just they're bad guys to be bad guys. Mm-hmm. There's a reason behind it, like more modern. Marvel movies, like the the Thanos thing, people cling clung on to because he had vision and, and it wasn't like, I don't want to kill people, this is not what I want to do, but I want to quell overpopulation. This, and, and the, But the only way to do that is to just... Well, Killmonger too. It's like he grew up in, in a bad area, saw the, yeah, the bad things that happened. It's like they give them... And under they they give them a valid motivation behind what they're doing. Toga yeah, being, but it's like the extremes to which they're going, which is what makes them a villain. Like Tomura Shigaraki is tragic as hell with yeah. how he was treated, young young age, act, killing his family dog, making him lose his damn mind, and killing his entire family unintentionally, except for his dad. Uh, Nobody helping him. Yeah, and no, all he needed was just someone to see if he was okay. And unfortunately, the one person who did was not just a villain, but the, the villain. villain. Uh, Toga having a quirk that she can't control how she is. Yeah. And, and how enamored with blood she is because it's her quirk drives her. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was something else that Reed Destro had sort of commented on. Twice. Yeah. They even showed early on what happened with Twice. Uh, he accidentally hit somebody on his motorcycle. It just so happened yeah. to be the person that is trying to do work with his with the business that someone brought him in on and getting the shit kicked out of him by his co-worker slash roommate that got him in, got yeah. him a job, got him a place to stay. And they're just, everyone just shitting all over him. And then, and so to the point where he just feels so alone that he used his quirk to copy himself so that he had somebody to talk to. And the worst part is when you got no one to talk to uh, but yourself, you're just telling yourself everything that you, you want to hear. And while well, we saw what happened from there, as he just he kept, just kept, kept cloning kept, himself, and it kept, kept feeding his own worst impulses. And um, I need money. I want to do stuff. Steal it. Okay. I'm a one man bank heist. And I was like, oh man, this is like a five man job. 
I'm on it. Yep. Um, Spinner's like the... Well, because of the way he looks. Like yeah, the way he looks. Those are always was... making... Shunning the people on looks even now with people having these weird quirks like antlers and other random shit. He just straight up looks like a damn lizard. A gecko, yeah. So uh, he's shut in in his house and found like something to follow, which was Stain. And then that led him to the League of Villains. And that covered everybody in like two episodes. Ex- the only, only one person left. I mean, that, that mysterious... Oh, two people left. Because when they did the thing on Quirk and uh, um, um, locations were both unknown or name were unknown, that was Dobby. Oh, that's right, Dobby. Well, we know who Dobby is. They're we being, don't know they're how being, we got there. We don't know that, how that, we got there. That, that's true. We don't. We know who, but not the how. Um, but it's like, and yeah, they're, they're, they're dangling that boy out there. I'm pretty sure that it's, one's what, and what Sam is referring to is the little like uh, commercial break things always highlights somebody that we saw in the episode, gives them the, their name, their quirk, and how it wor- and what the quirk does. Uh, but when it came to Dobby, it's just Dobby, quirk unknown, powers unknown. <laughs> Like I thought it was Dark Flame, but I mean, I yeah, guess Hell, someone, Hell Flame. Yeah. Uh, he just made no Hellfire. Hellflame is a uh, endeavor. That's right. It was Black Flame or something like that, and he. It was only mentioned by name by I think it was either Dobby or someone else during season two. But he, of course, could just be lying. I mean, you could just be saying shit, and that's what he calls it. That's true, but it's like yeah, we don't know who we yeah we don't know who Dobby is. It's Toya Todoroki. We totally know it's him. Stop being coy and just confirm it already. But um, I unfortunately read too much into what was going on. Yeah, I haven't. I have been avoiding reading the manga because even though I could catch up on all of current events in that, I'm sticking with the animation for now. Um, I saw some animation problems. That it's good to have multiple animation studios or animators working on the same show, but just make sure they're consistent. Because I noticed it when I first watched the episode was when. Uh, uh, Shigaraki was running around with um, Reed Destro he got knocked out of his shoes his shoes were gone and then when he was doing his sprint around him he had his shoes on and then, and then and afterwards then, the shoes are gone again yeah there were yeah I noticed that continuity error also <laughs> I was like because we saw like when Reed Destro like smashed the ground and sent him flying backwards. Shoes the shoes went. came off because the shoes were already kind of. Decaying. And then as he was getting back up, you know, shoes I, were there. And I'm like, shoes. wow, them some really red shiny shoes you've got there. Oh, and then he as ran he, himself out. And of then shoes he's again. and then he's as he's flash stepping all over the place. He has <laughs> shoes on. Yep. And then they're gone. Then they're gone again forever. The rest of the episode, I'm yep. like, oh, well, whoops. But yeah, it was a good good uh, run of episodes. We're all caught up. Looking forward to the movie now in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have much else to add. And I think we've got uh, two more binges of uh, one, one, punch? one Punch Man. I think. Let me ch- consult my notebook. Uh, I had a separate bookmark just for... Uh, we uh, were just about to start the martial arts tournament in <laughs> oh, damn One Punch it. Man. So well, one in it. So it's like, you know, and it's how many episodes per season in the uh, One Punch Man? It's twelve twenty four. So that's episode. The martial arts tournament is episode seventeen. So yeah, like two binges of One Punch Man. Yeah, we gotta then, get on that, and then uh, 
Demon Slayer. And then after that, yeah, we're going to start Demon Slayer. I say we, I mean me. You guys have already seen it. (laughs) Yeah, our binge cast is is late to the uh, Mugen train. But we're going to get there. (laughs) Name of the movie. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap up this edition of the HeroCast. So, for what? Hopefully we'll get to Demon Slayer before Season 3. Hopefully. Sorry. We'll see. But that's going to wrap things up. So for Sam, I am Jay, and we will see you whenever we do our next My Hero My Hero Cast Plus Ultra. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge. <laughs>